0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC.
1: To kick us off, uh, as I just mentioned to Smithy, we quite often have robust discussions and differing opinions out there in the office. And because we work in the sports environment and the media, we've got a bunch of good sporting brains um, as part of our staff. So I said, just come in and let's just, chew the fad about a few of the big sporting issues that are going on at the moment. So we've got uh, Steve Jenis, uh, 254 games, something like that, for the Black Sticks, uh, 92 goals, just a freak of an athlete. <laughs> and uh, welcome in, Juice. Yeah, g'day, Steffi. Good to be here, mate. And Sam Brown um, was uh, Hawke's Bay Under-16 representative <laughs> in soccer, football, heck of a resume you compiled there as well. Sam, welcome in.
2: Thanks for having me, Steph. It's, um, it's good to be in studio with you and not talking in the car park.
1: Yes, yes. It's incredible that you gave up your um, soccer football career to become a media sales superstar, actually.
2: Yeah, no, it was a bit of a change, but, um, you know, you get injuries as you get older, and mm. um, I was probably the same height when I was 14, and um, other people around me got better, and <laughs> you so didn't. I decided to... Sell good things to good people.
1: (laughs) Right, we're all massive sports fans and New Zealand sports fans uh, in this office. So I'm just going to chuck you boys some questions that I've got my answer to. I want to hear yours first. So Juice, what is the All Blacks' biggest concern going into the Rugby World Cup for you?
0: Yeah, I think probably my biggest concern, I think I'm not a rugby head, so I'm not going to dive into anything tactical or anything like that. But I think a major sporting event like the Rugby World Cup, your last hit out, it's super important. Um, I think just probably a little bit of self-doubt would creep into, um, you know, those boys. So I think, yeah, your last hit out, taking a little bit of a hiding there, something that um, the boys will be, you know, hurting a little bit. Probably my second concern as well was the amount of golf that's being played over there, Steffi. Um, and I follow those Barrett boys. Um, and I'm seeing every second day they're out on the link. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that um, that transpires.
1: So you played a lot of international sport. I want to touch on what you just brought up about your last performance. Um, I think it's a good thing that there's two weeks between that performance and their first game against France, but um, you can't erase it from your memory. You can try and contextualise it, and they'll package it up and put it to the side. But my fear is against France, and again, it's like they look at the scoreboard 20 minutes into that game, and they're 14-0 down. For example, if they'd pumped South Africa in the weekend and they were 14-0 down against France, I wouldn't be too concerned. But they got pumped by South Africa at 14-0 down. What does that do to an athlete's mindset?
0: Yeah, I think, like, we were talking earlier, like, you can sort of train yourself back into form or into confidence, you know, mm-hmm. that period from your last head out to the first game. But that self-doubt I mentioned, you know, you, you can't forget performances. So... You know it might be you know that instance against france like that brings up memories like you have that scar tissue that you just can't get rid of so it's mm. always going to be there it's about how you can sort of apply yourself and and try and forget that but it's going to be there so i think yeah you're right in a situation where it might bring up a, a past memory you know those boys that were involved or you know watched it on tv well that'll definitely come uh, come to the forefront of mind. but yeah it's going to be about their ability about to forget those things and and, you know, All Blacks have proved in the past that they can can forget those things and, and get over the line. But it'll be interesting to see how this, this new bunch and this team in particular um, overcome that.
1: Sam, I will come to you, but I've got one more question for Juice. Um, so when you were playing for the Black Sticks, um, Aussie were a massive mind hurdle for you guys. Yep. So... It's both high-performance sport, so going in against Aussie and you find yourself 2-0 down, um, in all honesty now, now that you've retired, <laughs> is it like, oh, here we go again?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's even just even watching some of the recent performances against Australia, like where they score in the first 30 seconds, you literally go, here we go again. Like, it can happen, and it's you've taken, you know, you can't forget those matches as mentioned. So, yeah, I think it's it's tough. But, um, yeah, Australia were always sort of... Um, the better version of us I guess in a lot of ways but it can be something that's pretty hard to overcome those past performances and their ability to to dominate in in multiple areas so be the same for the for the boys over in France.
1: Mm. Sammy back to you now well start off with you welcome in champion what what is for you the biggest concern with the All Blacks going in the Rugby World Cup?
2: Well I'm going to go pretty much the opposite way from Juicy I don't I think we disregard um, that performance, really. I think South Africa is very physical. Um, I th- don't think we really were up for the game. Um, you look at all the games before that, when we did need to turn up, when there were trophies on the line, we did turn up. So I think we're going to be ready when it comes time to play France. Um, they get a lot of rest, playing a lot of golf, as you've mentioned. But um, <laughs> I think I suppose the biggest concern, though, is the way the Northern Hemisphere refs sort of adjudicate their breakdown um, and those niggly little laws. Rugby's became a game... Um, where fans are a little bit confused about what's happening in there, um, and Northern Hemisphere refs really, really stick to the letter of the law. Um, saying that, I think we, we show we can cope under duress. We, there's 15 minutes they are hammering our line. I think the best thing for us would have been conceding early and getting the ball back up that, their end, but um, with cards and with players off, we, which there will be a lot of this World Cup, I think we show we've got the team that can play with 14 or 13 players for a period. So, I'm not too stressed. I think we're um, we're ticking along quite nicely.
1: Uh, in hindsight, I think for me, the Barrett uh, Scott Barrett red card's a good thing, um, which sounds weird, but here's why: uh, the players need to adjust. The players need to modify because the refs are not going to modify. They're going to. This is the way they're going to ref. So it's the teams that adjust and modify their tactics, their performance, and we can bemoan the refing all we like, but they won't change. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever played juice in hockey? Um, because you have different styles in refereeing and umpiring and they get under your skin, but
0: you, you can't change them, can you? No, you can't. And I mean, coming from different parts of the world, like Sammy's already touched on it, but you know, they're going to officiate differently all in different parts of the world, so it's going to depend on you know, who you get as well. So, yeah, like they'll blow things differently, um, they'll interpret things differently, so it's about yeah how you adapt, and I know like I read an article recently as well, like the the way you can you know the players are studying their officiating now and what they can get away with and what they what their tendencies are. So they'll they'll be smart. They'll find a way to, to work out who's who's been you know appointed to their match and how they're going to find ways to sort of manipulate that a little bit, I guess. Sam, for me, it really <clears throat> it's a
1: sign of the times, sign of technology, and we see it in all sports like VAR, TMO. Hawkeye, um, Snicko. We talk about referees and officials almost more than the players in the game nowadays. And if you go back and you watch a... If you watch a game of rugby from the 70s or 80s, the referee calls a scrum. Mm. You don't get refereed to see, did he get that right? Was it a knock-on? Did it touch his fingers? It was just accepted as rule. Technology. (laughs) Has it been good for sport, or has it? Is it too far? Does it need to be peered back? Where are you with technology yeah, in the sport? it's a it's a tough one. Um,
2: it adds to the viewing experience. So as a as a viewer, you do see the angles, and you you see that the decision made was correct. Um, there's always going to be fans on both sides going off about it. I don't know. I you look at rugby league, for example. This is a random example, but someone like Bill Harrigan, you wouldn't hear his name in a game. Mm. And that was key. Um, At the end of a long season, 50-50 calls should theoretically work out to be 50-50. So, I don't know, I think, especially in rugby, I think that's a real issue at the moment. Um, I think they needed some clearer rules, allow the game to flow. I think a lot of the changes in the rules have actually um, had the intention of getting the game to flow more, but they've had the opposite effect. Um, So, yeah, I don't want to hear a ref's name throughout the game. Um, Look back at Wayne Barnes, you know he was... In the public rhetoric for about four years after
1: we don't want a banshee. we don't want anyone to talk about mm. interesting we had bill harrigan on the show oh, be over a year ago now and he said he just wishes the referees to just make a decision yep. don't involve the bunker and crack on yep. another interesting some analysis i saw from a newcastle knights fan was before they went on this absolute tear that they're on now so early season and they were losing games for fun uh they didn't get any 50-50 calls. Once they'd gone four wins in a row, they started getting the 50-50 calls. Interesting <laughs> dynamic, isn't it, Juice? Yeah you've, s-
2: yeah, you've seen it with the Warriors as well. Sorry yeah, to interrupt, yeah. Juice. But they, um, a team with momentum um, who can win the games, rub. they get the rub. It's pretty simple. Um, the refs aren't out to make poor decisions, but you look at that Melbourne Storm-Anzac uh, clash where there was a clear knock-on. It was the storm the refs gave them the benefit of the doubt because they're playing at home in front of 80,000 people. <laughs> um, back here in New Zealand, we're pulling our hair out, but I think that's how it works in sport a little bit. Um, Jason Paris from One New Zealand did help out with the Twitter commentary, but um, you know, when you get wins, you, you tend to get the rub of the green. It's unfortunate for some teams, but it does happen that way.
1: You're welcome to text us in, double eight double three if any of these are hitting a sore point or you want to make a point on all of these. Um we're going to take a quick break. On the other side, I want to talk to the boys about this discussion about the Warriors' home playoff game um, Mount Smart versus Eden Park. There's been a little bit of uh, comment come out of Nick Sortner from Eden Park today. Um, and it sounds like Cronulla are going to get to play theirs at Shark Park, which is, I think, half the capacity of Mount Smart. So we'll, we'll thrash through that. And also the resting of players. Uh, in the final round of the regular season. Good thing, bad thing. And a quick chat on the black caps as well and how important Kane is. So stick around with us and you're welcome to text 8833 We'll be back shortly. Sporting with Steph, Sam and Steve, the triple S and the juice. Um, just a question's coming here, and you're all over this, Sammy. It's coming from Brendan saying, if we beat Penrith or Brisbane and go straight through to week three of the finals, do we get a home grand final qualifier? So in modern terms, it's semi-final.
2: I'm pretty sure we do, Steph. Like, uh, you have to get a home final at some stage. Mm. So the week off... Uh, wouldn't really reward us enough. We'd have to bring it home for that grand final qualifier. That's my opinion, but um, someone I'm sure will text in, but more wise than me. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I think
1: it goes to Aussie. So if we lost, then we have another playoff game back here because we get a life. Yeah. That's the one we're talking about. Yes. Is, ho- is Mount Smart. Yes, anyway, just on the rugby league then, um, I had a few things written down, which I've lost now, i found. Yes, so the home playoff game, So the big debate, whichever game it is, Mount Smart, um, for the fans, money for the NRL, Eden Park. We had Jimmy Smith on earlier this week, uh, or was it last week, and he said this is the time that the NRL, and hate them or not, um, they make a lot of money off playoffs games. And so they need you know, semifinals on. That's when they generate their money. And they need money to put back into grassroots junior rugby league, all, all of that sort of stuff. It's, it's such a tug-of-war decision. Sammy, you've been to Mount Smart a lot this year. What are your thoughts on it?
2: Um, yeah, I'm pretty pretty strong on this, mate. Mount Mount Smart's the cultural home of the Warriors. They've obviously had years away. They deserve a home final. And a home final's not even park. Um At the best of times, and I know it's with All Blacks there, it can be pretty soulless and quiet. But um, you look around at Mount Smart and the sort of characters there, there's a lot of families, a lot of sort of Pacific Island families who probably work their butts off to in a pretty tough time to buy tickets. Um, it's convenient. It's sort of on a train track. They all live out that way. And to just drag it away for money mm. to Eden Park, um, the players have all claim that they want to be there. Look, Eden Park's flasher. There's nicer changing rooms. It's, it's not about that. It's about the fact that they, wa- they practice there. Uh, they know where their wives are sitting in the box. They can look up. Yeah. Um, it's the light show. It's the banks. It's the big screen. It's just a cultural heart and, yeah, makes me a bit angry that the NRL would even consider taking it away from that. Um, Especially when, as you mentioned earlier, they're considering letting the Sharks play
0: in a smaller stadium. So cash grab, crap. The Warriors deserve way more than that. It takes away the home advantage as well, right? Like it's, yeah, you've mentioned it, like they're used to that ground, they're used to all the processes that before the match and things. Like it's, you're taking away their home advantage. So that's why the players want to stay there. yeah and play in their, their own ground, you know. Yeah, and they've
1: asked the players and the coaches and they all want to stay there. Yeah. What about Juice, the resting of the players for the final round of the regular season? And like there's, impartially, there's a blockbuster game this weekend with Melbourne against Brisbane. And Melbourne have made, I think, 11 changes. The Broncos, eight. People have bought tickets for this thinking, man, this is going to side mine a premiership. This is going to be amazing. And so the
0: fans have been stiffed. What are your thoughts about resting players a
1: week out from playoffs?
0: Yeah, I think, like, obviously there's the argument that you lose momentum by resting players. um, But you're talking about professional athletes, high-performance athletes. They can turn up um, when they're asked to. So I think them being rested and coming out and asked to perform in a final is fine, I think. you know, But you can, as a team or a club, lose a little bit of momentum. So there's that sort of debate. But I think it's also a chance for clubs to rehearse um, the what-ifs. You know, what if Sean Johnson goes down, Toby Harris goes down know who's going to step in there so there's a chance for them to rehearse you know set piece and different plays or different combinations that you know you don't want to leave any stone unturned so they're going to cover all their bases make sure players are in different positions and um you know yeah a chance to rehearse really those what ifs if someone goes down or a scenario that they they might face in the finals
1: mm. what about the afl model of they play their regular season then there's a week off everyone has a week off the top eight all have a week off so the uh, temptation to rest players in the final regular season game is gone because you know you've got the next week off, and then everyone hits the finals with a week off, which is basically two weeks off. Could that work in the NRL, or would the competition
0: lose momentum? I think if you could make it an even playing field and have that set across the you know all clubs, and I think that would be the way to go, um, and then you don't. You know, lose out by having, you know, like people, fans that are buying tickets to go to these big matches where none of the stars are playing. So you'd sort of eliminate that as well, which I think would be, you know, huge for the NRA.
1: I want to address some of the texts that come in. apparently one of you guys said something that someone doesn't (laughs) like. Afternoon staff, not sure which one of your guests said this, but they reference that the All Blacks recent loss doesn't really matter in the scheme of things. It does matter, staff. It was our worst ever defeat. That's on the back of Mills Molina and JK saying last year that it wouldn't matter if we lost to Scotland but beat England. Well, we all know what happened there. It matters, staff. The All Blacks were once a feared team, and now Argentina are beating them on their own backyard. It bloody matters. From Graham.
2: G'day, Graham. Yeah. Um- <laughs> <laughs> Probably why I don't have a job in the hot seat, mate. Um, take everything I say with a grain of salt. Um, in terms of that, I do I do agree with you. Um, and what I sort of meant is, it doesn't matter in the scheme of winning a World Cup. I think a loss this uh, this close to the tournament, um, with players who weren't 100 percent putting their bodies on the line, um, I don't think it matters in terms of getting through to the final and and winning. Um, you probably completely disagree. Um, and I do I do know it hurts that we we suffered a record loss. Um, it's a little bit scary graham but i think things are going to be okay mate just go <laughs> go into the lounge room and give your wife a cuddle and um we'll get on with it the, the
1: thing is if we win the world cup that south african loss probably won't matter as much but if we do lose the world cup we'll say it all started with ireland and argentina then the record loss um it probably will matter uh this is what i think Steffi. although the box and the all blacks play different styles but they are evenly matched, and neither team can beat the other twice in a row. And it also depends on who puts on the early pressure from Chris. We do see yo yo performances, don't we, Juice? Um, we saw it with Ireland. You know, we'd pump them Eden, Eden Park, and then they went bang bang against us. South Africa last year, when Fozzie was about to lose his job, and we go to the hardest place in the world to play a game, and we beat the Springboks. These top teams can yo yo.
0: Yeah, and I think. You're not at a, we're not in that sort of era now where there's one or two teams that dominate you know like everybody's invested in world rugby now so those lower ranked teams are good now so you have to perform every test match to get that win so you know that level playing field now everyone's good like it's you got to win a test match is bloody hard so yeah that yo-yo or you know that consistency you have to be able to perform every single week to get the w so yeah i think that yo-yo is probably pretty natural. Like it's going to happen. There's, it's tough to win Test matches, so I think that's going to happen.
1: Mm. Finally and quickly, just a simple question, uh, Sammy: How crucial has came for the Black Caps in the World Cup? Very.
2: I think we don't win it without him. Um, I don't think we make a final without him. He's our best ever cricketer, um, averaging forty-seven in ODIs. Um, and more importantly, it's his calm nature. There, they need him as a leader. Um, you look at the sort of results we've suffered recently with that new crop of players, who are getting better, but they, um, they're not there yet. So there's no one who can take his spot. Um, and in Indian conditions, playing spin, best in the world.
1: Mm, and Juice, it's interesting, uh, Daryl Mitchell was on one of the shows, and they asked him how the team was going, and he talked about how cool it is having Kane back in the team. Even though he's not in the team, he's in the nets. Um, and it just sounds like when you get someone of his mana, really drips off onto the other players.
0: Yeah, it's obviously pretty clear in their in their <coughs> team culture and um, you know the impact he has as a leader and, and the you know probably more so off the field than than on, you know, like obviously he's a um, hell of a cricketer, but obviously the impact he's having amongst the group, team culture off the field is pretty impactful. If, you know, players are excited just to to have him around the group and be in the nets or just, you know, offering input. So I think obviously that's a testament to to his character. It's amazing how much someone can impact on a team um, just
1: by presence.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. But, I mean, that's, that's why he's the leader, right? It's mm. just, you know, having those guys in those positions are, are what you need. All right,
1: boys. Um, it's the first.
0: Is it the last?
1: Maybe it's the first of
2: many. That We're looking for a sponsor. So, like, a, <laughs> a Simply Squeezed or um, what are we calling this?
1: Well, you guys are the sales team. Good point We should get that to work <laughs> 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 Go and sell it And you can come on Every Wednesday I actually really enjoyed it You
2: know it was fun it's thanks, thanks Dan Just
1: chewing the fat yeah. So Steve And you uh, Zealand On Black Stick 254 games And how many games Did you have for Hawks By under 16's football
2: uh, There's four in the tournament We didn't make the final So four Yeah <laughs> Outstanding